Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we will be inspired by learning and growth, hitting milestones and reaching new heights. Our guest is living her best life and sharing her findings as she finds them. What a powerful tool she possesses, a burning curiosity and a platform to inspire others with her newly obtained knowledge. Are you wondering what's next in your life? Do you have dreams and passions but aren't sure where to start or how to take the first step? I want you to meet Erica. Well, hi, everybody. I am so excited to have someone joining me today for inspiring interviews. She's a mother, she's a chef, an author, an influencer, and an entrepreneur. She speaks the language of connection, which you know is encouragementology all the way around. She's all about sharing, learning, and growing. Erica Perrin is on a personal journey, and through technology and her own outreach, she's taking us with her, which is so exciting. Share as you go or grow. So welcome, Erica. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kendall. It's such a privilege to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I know Erica. She's actually a part of an extended family. She's part of my husband's family, which is also part of mine. And I've been following her around because she's been doing some amazing stuff online. And I just love risk takers. I love people that just get out of their comfort zone and just go for it. So we are, of course, excited to hear about all of it. And I prepped her beforehand and said, we won't go all the way back in your life, (laughs) but we definitely want to see what led up to what she's doing today. So I would love to learn more, Erica, just about your background and what led you to where you are today. Okay. I suppose I could start with where I'm at right now, and that is that I've had my Pampered Chef business for eight years. It's been something that's been a long time uh, passion commitment of mine. And what I noticed growing my business was that there was something keeping me from being committed and consistent. And since I was so passionate and determined to make this work, I was determined to figure out what it was so I could get past it. And what it was for me was more of a a health issue, actually, where I was having several days every month of severe fatigue so bad that I couldn't do anything for several days every month. And it was really, I can't even tell you how frustrating it was, how, how heartbreaking. I mean, when you have a family to take care of, much less dreams and goals to go after. Um, So it got to a point last year where I had had three months in a row where I was sick down and out, couldn't do anything for 10 days every month. And I, I, I did what I had to do. It was a last resort. Um, I found a functional medicine practitioner that addressed complex issues with nutrition And luckily, I could get in with him right away. And the first thing he had me do, of course, was get rid of all grain, sugar, dairy, junk food, alcohol, processed food, 
And I gritted my teeth and did it. I knew I was going to do it. So long story short as possible, I went through that entire process, which took a lot of patience. I committed to this diet for six months and went through all kinds of testing. We found, we isolated some issues, um, addressed them with supplements and diet. And thank the Lord, it helped. Um, the issues I was having just slowly dissipated. I mean, you still have bumps in the road here and there, but most of the issues I had are gone now. Um, and throughout that six month program process, I had learned so many little tips and advice and things that I didn't know um, before I changed my diet that I thought, well, I should organize this um, in case somebody else needs this information, because I know I'm not the only one out there going through this. So I made a little um, PDF. It's a 30 page PDF. And I tried to make it as fun and simple as possible so you can sit down and look at it in 20 minutes. It's just fun to page through and know where to start if you have to change your diet. And I hopefully gave a little, um, a little bit of encouragement to people that are thinking about doing it, but don't know where to start. Um, so that was a little, <laughs> a little thing I did. Um, so I wrote my first book. <laughs> and so that's where I was basically right now. That's where I'm at. And then that just recently, that just ended last, last fall. Um, so then the last four or five months, I've really buckled down to commit to my business. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. As far as uh, before that, before starting my business, I've always had a burning curiosity as long as I can remember. I remember being like eight years old and being fascinated by the set of encyclopedias at my grandparents' house. I looked up everything I was curious about, everything. And I also always loved crafting and making things especially learning all the new skills and adding to the list of what I could do. I did so many different random crafts, you name it. I get so much satisfaction out of learning new things. That's what I get so excited about, learning new skills that will enable me to make life easier and to tap into limitless possibilities. Information and resources are what really get me excited. I love that. I love that so much. And kind of going back to your book um, and what I said in the beginning, what I love is that, you know, so many people go on this personal journey. They learn all this stuff. They may go up into the Himalayas and spend months and years learning and uh, consulting all the experts and they come back and then maybe another couple decades or maybe they have a ghostwriter and then somebody writes a book and shares it like so much historical information, but with the internet and with just being able to do things with technology, you're actually learning and sharing as you're going. So instead of, I mean, just think of all the people that you can help while you're still figuring it out yourself, which I just think is great. And Erica is right. Her PDF, her book is just like a fun, interactive, it's it's laid out really nicely where you can get quick tips. I love that because in today's world where people just don't invest the time to really read like a, you know, 500 page book uh, on health issues, like you give real important updates, like what to put in your pantry, 
what you could do, a quick um, and healthy way to do breakfast or dinner, um, just some things to look for, and even resources where to get this stuff, which I think is great. Um, it's super, it's like having your own personal health guru right there. So I love it. So um, in the burning curiosity, I think that's really great too. kind of digging into what got you to just start learning all these extra things. Now, she's being a little bit modest with her crafting. Actually, she's an artist. She can just produce just about anything from anything from textiles to cakes, amazing confections. So tell us about kind of what inspired you to start your business. A long time ago, I had gotten a promotional booklet in the mail that described the freedom of wealth. I think it was um, it was a promotion for um, something to help make money or a business opportunity. But it describes the freedom of wealth so vividly, what would be possible and the unlimited growth potential literally sent chills of excitement through the core of my being. Did you ever have that feeling as a teenager where you got up and you looked out over the day and thought that anything was possible and about all the adventures ahead and you just felt sparkles of excitement? I knew from then on that I was never meant to fit in a mold of working for someone else. I always did like wide open spaces, literally and metaphorically. A normal career path just never appealed to me because it will never have the potential that being an entrepreneur does. Oh, I love that. So they hooked you. Um, and But the interesting thing is many of those promises come to people and they think they think of it differently than you do. They're like, oh, quick buck. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. That's awesome. I can do very little work, work from home, and I can make all kinds of money. Well, we know that in those types of industries, that's a, an 80-20 rule, right? We have the 20% that are the go-getters. And so I love the fact that when you looked at that opportunity, you saw it really more as an opportunity to really push yourself and learn new stuff and really go get it, which is great. So you started with Pamper Chef and, but, you know, Pampered Chef could do, you know, go visit a house here and there, make some uh, uh, food for them, get them to buy something, which is still an awesome way because you're connecting. But then you had the shutdown. Uh, how are you, you've had it for eight years. How did you sell through the shutdown? Well, that's what's interesting is there's there were so many wildly successful consultants that had been doing these home parties, and all of a sudden, overnight, it was a matter of you either shift your business to online or you it was either you sink or swim. So there was a lot of the consultants that succeeded before that weren't able to adapt. You don't hear from them anymore. And then there's a lot of new consultants that just thrived with it. So that was a big lesson for me because it was, it was a hard but true lesson that you have to be able to adapt. If you're going to go anywhere, you don't have a choice with that. Yeah. And you, at that point, Erica, you weren't really in front of a camera, like you, you weren't a, you were a social media user, but you weren't necessarily a selfie taker or a, a you know, posting videos all the time. So how did you get, how did you push yourself? I know you said sink or swim, but 
you've got some pretty impressive videos out there and how to's and things like that. How did, uh, how did you transition into that way of selling? Oh, goodness. I don't think, um, I still have a long way to go. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but I, I do appreciate your compliments. It was actually a funny story how I got comfortable with video uh, about five years ago, maybe. Um, that ballpark, I had found a church that I love and I ended up getting baptized. And the there was um, a younger worship pastor that was really savvy with technology. And he asked me to create a video, my faith testimonial. And I thought, well, if God called me to do that, I guess I better do that. And he was so good. I actually wrote out what I was going to say because I knew I'd never be able to wing it. And he set up a uh, tele teletoto prompter where you just read your um, your verbiage across the screen. And he was so reassuring. And he just filmed me and set up the wording for me to read. And uh, I did it stumbled a couple times and then I thought, well, we're going to have to take several takes of this. This is, this is silly. Um, but we finished up and he said, we're good. And I said, what? That's it. And he said, yeah, we're good. So they, <laughs> that day I got baptized, they played this at church, um, on a 20 foot, uh, <laughs> projector screen for the whole church to see. And, um, you know, it was actually okay. I had never really watched myself on screen, um, but it ended up being okay. And that's kind of probably the biggest hurdle. And then from there, I kept having to force myself still. But that was the big, the big hurdle, the big epiphany. I love that. And I'm just thinking of a, a, a small joke. Uh, they threw you in the deep end of the baptismal. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but I love that boy. That's a way to get out of your comfort zone and over the jitters of doing it. And to be on a 20 foot screen in front of everybody <laughs> is, uh, is definitely one of them. And then you have, uh, one young son at home, one already out, but one young uh, son at home that kind of helped you with setting up your shots and, uh, doing a little video yeah, for did. you. Isn't that right? You had like a key grip in the family. Oh, yeah. If you need help with technology, just ask a teenager. <laughs> that is so right. That's so right. So you transitioned. Would you say after the pandemic, after the everything opened back up, now you've already got an online way to to promote your business? You do um, you do bingo online, you do parties online, you do how to's. Um, has that, have you kept that going, even though you're now able to get out and about what's been your feelings there? I have, I just think it's the coolest thing that at this point in time, we're at right now, you have so many options, which, which just opens more doors for you. So I love the ability to do, uh, the presentations and demos in different ways, because some people can't do it one way. Some people can't do it the other way. So this just does nothing but open doors. That is so true. Um, I actually have a support group every other week, my Women Connect group, and we've lost several members. They've moved, but because we do it both in person and online, they've been with us for the next, the last couple of years, even though they don't live here. So we've got people up in Connecticut, up in Wisconsin, up in um, Indiana. So it, it does make it so much 
easier to stay together. Another great reason it's great for Erica is she doesn't just cook at parties. Like she cooks and bakes and does things at home. So by being able to video yourself, we can actually capture so much more content that that us people watching are interested in, right? Not just at the party, but if you're going to bake a cake or you're going to do a new tip that you just found out and you decide to share it through a video, that's exciting that we get to see that as it's again unfolding. It is. And you kind of get lazy too, because you can do all this without having to leave your house. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But hey, you're you're cooking in your kitchen. And so that's important. It's hard to take that on the road sometimes, even though you do it through your parties for sure. Right. So going back to your health, that's so interesting. And I know the first time I heard that story, I thought, wow, I bet there are so many people that have struggled with um, just that feeling of being overwhelmed or being tired and fatigued. And they've probably sloughed it off to, oh, I'm getting older or my work is stressful or there's so much going on in the world. I, I should be feeling this way. And what I love about your journey, Erica, is you didn't take that. You said, no, I know my body. There's something going on here. And you didn't want to take medication. You didn't want to go and get some magic pill to fix it. Um, even though we're not saying that you shouldn't go to the doctor uh, for things, but you really wanted a lifestyle change. Have, have you felt like other people have come to you saying, oh my gosh, I was experiencing some of the same things? Oh goodness, yes. <laughs> right away, you start to talk to people and everybody you talk to has their own little story. And it just, I mean, it takes your heart and it just twists it. I mean, people, so many people, I mostly talk to women, but so many people are going through so many heartbreakingly difficult things. Yeah. And, and do you think so much of it is uh, the cause of, of their diet? I don't want to present myself as a health expert at all. My area of expertise was when the doctor that I went to recommended I change my diet and my if I were to position myself as being an expert at anything it would be how to how to do that in your own kitchen at home realistically I love that and make it practical as far as the you know I'm not a chemist or biologist or a doctor I don't know what's going on I trusted my doctor to to dig that up and help me and then once I knew what to change that's where I um used my tools that I already had to help with that. Yes. So thank you for the disclaimer, because we definitely don't want to say that if you change your diet, everything will happen. It will, will go in the right direction, but right. it can't help, right? Changing your diet and really taking some of these tips, even if, even if you don't go as radical as Erica did for that six months period, um, some of her tips of just changing things out and making sure that you're having, um, you know, the probiotics and that, that, that kind of um, thing within your diet or when you're eating or how much you're eating or only eating to satisfy or, or the quick tips of getting the, uh, the right foods, even on a cost savings, right? Because you even mentioned, hey, you don't, right. if you're on a budget, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. Definitely, definitely. You just use what you have. A lot of the tools that I talk about, for example, are things um, you can buy 
but you don't have to have that. Most of those are time savers or, you know, they might be fun to use, but if you don't have that, just use what you have. And um, a lot of the healthiest food is your basic vegetables and grain. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say grains, but your basic stuff. Um, you know, a lot of times the expensive stuff is the, the junk food and the alcohol and eating out. So some of the health food ingredients can be pretty expensive, but keep in mind too what you're not spending money on. That is so important. Absolutely. Goodness gracious. So this has been quite a journey. I know it's not over for you. What have you learned from figuring this all out? I've learned that you must be in a place, both physically and mentally, where you're ready to try something new and put yourself out there. You have to feel up for reaching out of your comfort zone. Whatever it is you want to do, this is going to have to be addressed first. And I'm thinking this is one of the missing links that so often gets left out of most personal development advice that you hear because you're always hearing, you can do it, you can do it. And then they leave it at that <laughs> to do this, to be able to do it. You've got to take care of unfinished business. That's keeping you from being able to buckle down and focus on your goals. Maybe you have a health issue like I did. <clears throat> Maybe it's a relationship issue. You have to make your health a priority. That comes first before business. Whatever needs addressed, do that first so you're healthy and clear-headed. You've got to figure out how to create a nurturing space for yourself so you'll be able to grow. Somewhere that you feel safe and can work towards your dreams without distractions. It might mean you need to get out of an oppressive or a chaotic environment or away from toxic people or situations that are pulling you down. And to be honest, it might take six months. It might take 12 months. It might take a year and a half to buckle down and get this taken care of. And my advice is just do it. The time will go by so much faster than you think, and you'll be so glad you did, and you'll never look back. If you're finding that something is keeping you from being consistent and committing to your goals, quit trying to fight it. Stop what you're doing and address that first. Then once you do get going, growing a new business or working towards a goal, be aware that things often don't work like you would expect them to. And then I have as a side note, but those of you who have faith understand that if something doesn't happen the way you thought it should, it just means that something better was in store. I learned that it does take a hundred times more effort than I thought it would. A lot of what works in reality and business is counterintuitive. So you definitely have to be open-minded to trying new and different ideas. Also, we've all heard the importance of persistence, but I found that you have to be not just persistent, but ruthlessly relentless to actually be effective. If you're not obsessively passionate about what you want, it doesn't have a chance. Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, you're probably familiar with that book, talks about the persistence test. Those who can't take it simply do not make the grade. Another little tip I have that I've seen from all the best of the best coaches and leaders is to write your vision statement. And to be effective, it has to tap into your emotions. When you read it, it really has to touch your heart and encourage you into action and read it every day. Another thing I found is that you really have to dig and dig and dig to find
find what you need when you're looking for information. Usually the most valuable stuff is never obvious. Something else really important, building and maintaining genuine connections with more and more people is the single most valuable thing you can do. Become comfortable dealing with people. If you're intimidated sometimes, remember they're just people. Me being a mom, maybe you're a mom, just think about them being someone's kid as well. And when you look at it like that, it's not so intimidating. And if you don't know where to start with conversations, give them something of value or make them feel good with a compliment and they'll love you forever. You can always ask questions. That's always a good idea. One thing I never understood is why people don't ask more questions than they do. Something else that's critical is consistency and repetition. They're key. When I first heard this, I didn't take it seriously enough. This is not just a casual suggestion, but the only way to be effective in business and marketing. You may have heard the statistic that most sales happen on the fifth to 12th contacts. So just keep in mind, this is a long game endeavor. Do what you say you're gonna do. It's refreshing. There's so many people that just willingly or unwillingly say they're going to do something and don't. So when you're that person that does, you build your integrity. Another little tip when you're moving forward, take baby steps and you can do things you previously thought were impossible. And I mean baby steps if it's something you're you're really scared or hesitant to get started. For example, if you're afraid to make a video, first record yourself for one second, then five seconds and delete it real quick. Just just to do something to to build momentum. Use notes, cheat cheat sheets, lifelines, practice groups, anything like that that will help you get more comfortable. Do you have a specific issue? It could be technology or a specific thing you're hung up on. You are not the only one struggling with that. There's probably an app or a Facebook group for that that can help you work through that. I mentioned it a little bit before, but it's so important to have a nurturing space. And this could be your physical space and it could be the people you're around. Along with that, take care of any unfinished business in your life so you can work and move forward with a clear head. This is something really critical. If there's something that you want to gain an edge on, whether it's professionally or personally, get professional help. It's worth the money. I know with me, a lot of people you hear, oh, I just don't have the money for that. It's worth it, period. You'll get places you couldn't have on your own. Something else is be very conscious of what is distracting you, what it is that you're giving all your time and your energy to. Another thing along those lines, get over the guilt of saying no. People will will actually respect you for it, and they won't hold a grudge like you think they will. It gets easier. If you've had adversities in your past, actually, most of us, who hasn't? Whatever adversity you've gone through will better prepare you for what you'll need to do. Don't look at it like a liability. It's actually an asset. As far as when you have to do your business presentations and maybe you're a little nervous, I've found that the key to making it the least, the least stressful as possible is to be well prepared. 
have your notes or cheat sheets right there in front of you and also run through it in your head several times before you do it. So you won't be stuck in a deer, like a deer in the headlights, as they say. I've learned over time that if you're interested in personal development, growing a direct sales business like Pampered Chef, where there's so many others out there, it's actually a fantastic way to do it. Because of growing my Pampered Chef business, I've become comfortable with public speaking. I've grown and maintained countless genuine relationships. I've learned any number of technical skills. And bottom line is, if you want to succeed in the business, you don't have any choice but to become a better person. Oh, my gosh. That is so good, Erica. There's so much in there. I didn't want to interrupt you. I want to go, yes, yes. I totally get that. And I love that. There's just so many learnings. Um, I hope everybody will rewind that and, and play that entire part again, because holy cow, you're right. And I love what you're saying about if, if you don't take care of yourself, you really can't take care of anyone else or, or do or, or reach your highest potential or do everything that you, you have planned in your life. It really starts with that core. And that's not just body, that's mind and spirit. It's like the whole thing. So I love that, that that's even part of your practice is, you know, that is important, whether it's getting that outside help, uh, you know, removing yourself from toxic situations, finding that um, healthy space where you can just nurture yourself and get in the right mindset. Um, so if you thought this was just going to be about cooking and pampered chef, you're wrong. You are going to get so much more, so many more learnings. I absolutely love that. So you're building a platform already. I mean, you're building this platform. It's, it's kind of that trifecta. It's not just the cooking, but it's the learning, it's the self-care. Um, it's, it's everything on one. So you've got that. So Erica, thinking about it, do you, do you have a platform or a goal to reach people with a certain message? Because you've got so many good things. Have you thought about that? I have. I'm actually most active on Facebook. So definitely, I would love to connect with you on there. I'm under Erica Perrin. I have my last name in parentheses, Engbring. Also, I do have a link tree, a virtual business card. And within that, there's actually the link to my book. And there is actually a link to my um, a little Google form you can fill out if you'd like to be invited to the next event. And you can fill that out if you'd like to get on my contact list. And actually, the best single spot for the most personal connection, I have an online private Facebook community. It's called Erica's Cozy Kitchen Corner, and there should be a link to join that in my link tree. Perfect. And I'll put all of those on the, the website, too, and along with the, with the podcast for sure. Um, what about influences in your life? You've got a lot of strong women in your life to pull from, but what do you think? Who's been influential in your life? In a nutshell, authors. I've always uh, been a book lover my entire life. I mean, going back to like being six years old, there's there's so many good authors out there, so much good information. It's it's just, I mean, to me, I get so excited about it um, that I'd be happy to spend the rest of my life in a bookstore. <laughs> 
but there's a couple I could single out right around when I was 20 years old. I found an author, Guy Finley. He wrote a book, Let Go and Live in the Now. He actually wrote several books, but when I read those, that was definitely a game changer. He he talked about how how to discern what actually to listen to that's in your mind and what not to because you can't always trust your thoughts. And then when I got moving forward with working on my business, there was a, a book called The War of Art. And that was <clears throat> incredibly impactful because he addressed the fact that so many forces will work against you <laughs> when you try to move forward with any positive endeavor. It could be losing weight, starting a business, anything. And nobody, I hadn't really seen it addressed. It, it, it's almost like these forces will sneak up on you and try to stop you from doing anything good. And he's the first person that pinpointed it and said, yes, this will happen. Look out for it. And he told you how to address it. So that that helped me, still helps me to this day, get past all those sneaky, nasty influences that try to stop you from moving forward and doing anything good. There's another book I ran across about six years ago you may have heard of called The Miracle Morning. That is something I've, in, what's the word, um, instated <laughs> in my life ever since then. He, basically this author is a young man distilled all of the best personal development practices into um, an hour that you do in the morning. I'm going to be real honest. I'm not <laughs> a great morning person. I look at it as you, if you do these things at any point in every 24-hour period, I think you should be good. That's a big part of that I wanted to mention was journaling. That's something, if you don't do that yet, do that. You That will give you so much insight looking back on I didn't necessarily have anybody pushing me to do any one certain thing. I was pretty much left to my own devices as a kid. If I did have to single somebody out, I'd probably have to point fingers at my dad. When I was 10 years old, my dad bought a 100-year-old wood frame house and three acres from a local acquaintance, and the house had to be moved. He told them, if I can get it across the street in one piece, I'll give you $500 for it. And he did. It worked. And then he did everything himself, mostly from reclaimed salvage to make this into a home that we lived in for the next 16 years. He also worked for years training um, to become, he had a big dream to become a bush pilot, an Alaska bush pilot. And he worked on that, I don't even know how many years. Basically, the whole time I was a kid, we would be uh, going up in the plane practicing with him so he could get in his hours. So around or after the age of 40, he uh, manifested his dream to become an Alaska bush pilot. And he did that for 16 years and then retired from it. So I, it wasn't um, what you'd call like forceful or pushing in any way. He just did it. So in my mind, my entire life, it, it never was not, not a possibility to follow a dream and realize it. When I've heard people, 
I hate to just be cliche and say people be negative and say, oh, you have to have a mortgage, you have to go into debt, you have to do this or that job, career path. It just it wasn't my reality. That's not what I had seen. I'd seen that you can work towards a dream and manifest it. That ingring ingenuity. <laughs> for sure. And that's so exciting. Like, I love the way you say you don't have to push it that where you don't, but leading by example, or just being that, that force, when you look at someone and, and you're looking up to your dad, it's not what he's telling you. It's what he's showing you based on what he's doing in his life, which I think is really exciting. It's the best way to lead. Do you think you've taken that and are leading leading your family in those same manners just by kind of showing them what's possible instead of telling them? That is my highest aspiration. Yes, I still have so far to go so far. And that's part of what I address in my own vision statement, actually, is that I want to be somebody that my own kids and I have younger siblings I want them to be able to look up to me and I want to be an example. So that's just something I work towards. I'm not there yet, but that is what I like to work towards. It's actually one of my biggest driving forces. Mm, I love it. Well, I would say you're well on your way. <laughs> uh, before I, I hope. go, though, Erica, I need to know what you've already given us so much, but what wisdom can you pass on, I'm sure you're doing it in your daily walk, but especially now, since it's one of your aspirations, but what can you pass along to others that are on a similar journey or just maybe even getting started? Like you said, with your book, they may not even know where to go. What kind of wisdom can you pass along? Excuse me. What I have to say might be unexpected. I'm not just going to say, go for it. You can do it. You've heard that before. Whatever goal or dream you have, take care of the unfinished business in your life first. One of the most impactful things I remember reading in a personal development book was that if you want something, you have to create a space in your life for it. So if you think your life might be pretty full right now, I mean, if you were something on the outside looking in, would it be a welcoming space? Learn either from me or from somebody who will be honest with you, what to expect in business, for example, so you don't get discouraged or you're not surprised or blindsided when things are harder than what you thought they'd be. Because they will be, I'll be honest with you. Hopefully I can be a relatable teacher because I literally ran the gamut of everything that doesn't work over the course of a decade. And then I gradually found what did. I still think it's strange that most of the training that you're exposed to doesn't address this. For example, just knowing that it's normal to be ignored by 90-something percent of people you reach out to made me feel so much better in a twisted sort of a way. I wish someone would have told me to expect that instead of just saying this or that will work and then leaving you to the wolves. Also, keep in mind that when you're really scared or nervous about something, Most things only take 20 seconds of insane courage. And I saw that somewhere. I need to um, acknowledge who it was, but I can't remember right now. And think about that. You can do almost anything for 20 seconds. There's also a reference from a 
recent bestseller I read, Atomic Habits. And he talks about how to break down a habit or uh, something you need to do and that seems overwhelming, break it into a one to two minute start task. And he said something like, for example, if you're a runner, put on your shoes and tie your shoes. And then once you're there, you, you're in the right, you're on the right track. A quote I saw from Napoleon Hill is that self-mastery is the hardest job you'll ever tackle. And that's so true. And another, uh, what am I trying to say? She's a counselor um, that's helped me a lot. She studies the way the mind works and helps you understand so you can get past uh, limiting habits you have. She she said, and this was so, it just hit me to the core. She said, you're only held back because of belief system. And when I heard that, it was like, well, how stupid would it be if I didn't do what I need to do just because I believe something that's wrong? <laughs> so, so I keep telling myself that if you're not getting somewhere, it's only because of something you believe. And that can be changed. She also recommended to instill a gatekeeper in your mind. All the thoughts in your mind aren't necessarily good, so be aware what's going on. Also, get used to being humbled. Contrary to popular belief, there's incredible potential power and vulnerability. Having the ability to adapt is critical. There are simply no shortcuts. Trust me. Especially with the personal connection and relationship building process, but know that whatever time you spend developing deep personal connections is worth its weight in gold. The more people you've made positive connections with, the more open doors you will have. And in general, just be a good person. You have to love people and be real, be willing to roll with just about anything because anything can and will happen. Something I can always re- recommend is to surround yourself with a group of mature Christians to help you grow As far as business goes, business success, all the info about how to succeed in business is out there. You can find it. If you're specifically interested in direct sales, I'd be happy to share the resources that have been the most impactful for me. There's some fantastic coaches and business trainers out there. I do have two favorite trainers, Mandy Mitchell and Michelle Jones with Social Media Lifeline. It's a Facebook group that I fell in love with because They teach you how to share about and grow your business without ever feeling spammy or feeling yucky. Sure, just being salesy. And I think I mentioned it before, but mastering yourself first is the hard part. As far as business success, that, that comes later, and it's a whole lot easier once you've taken care of your unfinished business. Another gradual realization I've had is how important it is to be honest with yourself. When I first started out, when I was really young, in my mind, I was much more confident and advanced than what I actually was. And when I set out to do things and I was shaking with fear, it just, it clashed with my ego. (laughs) So get your ego in check with reality by learning to see yourself as you really are. Most people won't risk something that makes them shake with fear or where they might make a fool of themselves. 
my advice is go ahead and shake with fear and do it anyway. The shaking you is the you that will go places other people never will. You have to be willing to risk it, but there are ways to soften the blow, make it less scary. Like you can practice and after enough practice, you'll get me, for example, I got to be okay with seeing myself on video, things like that. Then once you do that, you can do things and be comfortable with yourself and it gets a lot easier and easier and easier. And if you can watch yourself mess up in public and be okay with it, that's when you've really arrived. Something just to leave you with is that I've learned that applies to every area of life is if you're truly struggling with something that you want to get past and you've not had success on your own after a reasonable amount of time, seek out professional help. If you take away nothing else, take away this. I love it. And share as you grow. I think that's so important. We, You're a lifeline for that. And we're so excited to see where else you go in your own personal journey. And now that you've been on Encouragementology, I'll share out all your information so that we can all follow you along and learn as you're learning. Erica, thank you so much. It has been a delight to learn more about your story and just live through your eyes. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me, Kendall. And thank you for all the compliments. I'm flattered. You're welcome. You're deserving of them and you're welcome. Oh, thank you. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, never stop exploring and learning. Your ideas and passions can take you on a wonderful journey when you let them lead. Take others along for the ride by sharing as you grow. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I wound up here.